Hey, welcome to Info Under the Radar, the show where we talk with an expert to simplify everyday ideas, concepts, and subjects that surround us. Welcome to the special edition of Info Under the Radar. I'm your host, Vishwajit. And I'm Devendra. Uh, today, it's a bit of a special episode because unlike our regular episodes, we don't have a guest. Uh, it's only two of us talking. And as Devendra like to say, it's a short cast, basically a shorter podcast episode. So the idea here is since we have already done about five episodes and there are ideas which we mentioned but never go so much into the detail, and we thought about why not have a space where we can share our ideas, opinion, or information which we have, and then let a stage open for you guys as well to comment upon it later and go from there. And today we are talking about sort of future of work uh, mm-hmm. or workplaces itself, uh, since not only two of us, I think people across the world are working from home, or I should say forced uh, to work from home. So yeah. how has been your experience, uh, Devendra, working from ho- home and even studying from home for more than a year now? Mm-hmm. So as it's true for both of us, we happen to enjoy a certain privileged position. So I should accept it up front. And so working in software sector in general has this advantage that, yeah, the transition wasn't that dramatic. So personally, as far as the work is concerned, first of all, I work part-time. So that was not that difficult in the first place because I'm student and then I, as per the rules, I can only work up to 20 hours per week. So there wasn't much of a difficulty for me transitioning. It's just that my workplace now shifted, which when I say workplace in my head, my laptop now shifted from my office to my room. Mm-hmm. But was it any different for you? Yeah, I mean, uh, some things are similar to what you said. Some things are definitely different. I mean, I'm definitely working full time. Uh, so we were already allowed to work few days from home, even in the normal times, let's say pre-corona times. But I am someone who likes to work from office also to keep the difference between the workplace and, you know, home. Maybe one of the reasons being because I don't have a separate room to yeah, make it an yeah, office. Okay. Uh, I think something has to do there as well. Uh, having said that, I mean, I personally enjoyed in the beginning working from home, felt like less of distraction, more focused work. But then suddenly I started realizing I'm really missing the human aspect of working in a team with the colleagues, etc. cetera. How, how about you? Like uh, how, how it has been for you as a student also studying from home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is slightly... That is where I think I guess I have somewhat of a disappointment, which is like, I could have gone for an online university as well, right? But the only reason I chose an offline one because so that I could meet different people who shared a different sort of interest within the field and outside the field. I guess I missed out on that. And I don't think I'm going to capitalize on that in the coming semester as well. I think I'd be done with my master's by the time I have any opportunity to meet new people per se but so that is a little disappointing well i think that's not the only reason i mean you are studying in tum which is a very very good university let's not sell it short anyways i i totally agree with you i, I think i mean we don't have kids uh, but people around us who have kids and my mother is a teacher so okay. from all those experiences what i'm hearing is that especially uh, kids have to work uh, study from home has massive massive impact on them and not just about the syllabus the course but just overall their development so my mom was telling me like she is really seeing difference halfway across the year let's say at same stage 
kids used to be much more knowledgeable in a certain subject and also at at that age were feeling much more i don't know comfortable with certain topics and their way of interaction and she's finding that missing because now they don't see their teachers now they don't see their friends i i want to take like i want to zoom out of this lens a bit and just not focus on the software industry per se and as you mentioned the education industry as well comparatively software industry for them it was tad bit easier to transition into this i would say they were made to to do it i mean to yeah. be honest we are definitely as you said rightly we are very privileged mm-hmm. to able to do that of course if someone comes to you and say yeah you can take your laptop and just work from anywhere in theory it's true in practice uh, yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily true you need a lot of infrastructure work behind the scenes to able to have thousands of employees working from home using vpn to have privacy and everything having said that yes we are definitely lucky both in academics and in in yeah. sort of tech industry yeah even in academics like i study informatics so it's easy for them to stream lectures and give us assignment that we can do on our laptops talk about mm-hmm. something doing mechanical engineering or chemical engineering who have to go to labs mm-hmm. to experiment with i don't know something that they need in hand so mm-hmm. that is already difficult for them talking about software industry again in general even before the pandemic there have been companies that were doing this fully remote employees things right mm-hmm. if i'm if i remember correctly i think stack overflow is also one of them it's okay. it's popular among the software sector there are other as well yeah, right? i think popularly base camp like their ceos are very much mm-hmm. they have written books about working remotely uh, oh. they have been doing that since the inception of the company so and then there are companies like gitlab for example who are also doing full remote and there are many others uh so as as we said before again that in certain industry it was already a possibility to able to do that and i think uh, a lot of other companies like company like ours and and some others actually took a lot of inspiration from these remote only companies to try to learn some things which they were doing in let's say in pre corona times and maybe try to adapt in this new sort of world but i have to say that it's not such an easy transition because before even though these companies were remote they used to have once every few month colleagues were coming into one place yeah, and actually yeah, yeah. meeting and now it's not possible i mean uh, the last time i actually saw my team over dinner was about 7 8 months ago also uh, very important from a psychological standpoint because in general like building of trust is something that is very difficult mm-hmm. and then now when you think of the scenario where a company has to build trust with their newly acquired employees who are going to be fully remote or would have to be fully remote that is going to be difficult like think about us people with whom we are working remotely we have met them at some point in our lives yeah but they are going to be your colleagues and mine as well to with whom we probably are never going to meet and we just know them from their icon in the slack or google hangouts mm-hmm. so building of trust is challenged fundamentally in that respect and 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 totally i mean i have seen that uh, i was responsible to onboard someone who joined us during a uh, pandemic and yeah i have never met that person uh luckily it worked out pretty well but i think only because that person on the other end was also very much motivated to ask questions and and trying to integrate in the team but it's very very challenging and i have also seen some bad cases of it especially with people who don't necessarily feel comfortable without meeting people mm-hmm. right so so it has been challenging but 
let's let's get out of our bubble of uh, <laughs> working in this privileged position yeah. uh, in front of our laptops let's talk about industries who don't have luxury to work remote yeah. at all yeah i mean like think about healthcare right healthcare workers in general uh, mm-hmm. they <laughs> don't really have the luxury per se to even uh, adopt to that lifestyle um, and in the last one year it has been far more stressful for anyone so they couldn't even do that so yeah that is an industry i could think of especially for them it has not been just this work it has been like the amount of work they would let's say do in a month yeah. they are doing that within 3 4 days not even in a week so amount of stress they are having we have all seen pictures of nurses and doctors in multiple layers of gowns and and those stretch marks of constantly wearing hours and hours of n95 mask and and all that and then i think the problem which we are not talking enough about in our society is what's going to happen mentally and psychologically so to speak to these people after the pandemic or, or yeah, let's true. say it's already happening right now yeah some sort of like a ptsd situation that like it's a situation that has been talked uh, in the past in context of soldiers returning from wars and all mm-hmm. however a similar scenario could be observed here like yeah. they have gone through this such traumatic situation if it gets over at some point and i hope it does mm-hmm. i wouldn't be surprised to see many of these nurses healthcare workers cleaners and other supporting staff in mm-hmm. lack of a better word sorry but the lifeline of the hospital per se thinking of or even going a step further and changing their profession fundamentally yeah and and who can blame them right i mean and it even and even in some countries let's say even the governments and people did not even treated them well yeah. right even after all their work so it will be very interesting to where that heads you are totally right and i think that will come down to let's say what was the goal behind joining that profession and i guess like it's true for every profession majority of people are working in any profession so that we can make money have a good living yeah and unfortunately especially for nurses and cleaners and supporting staff in many many places even the wages are not good enough true so it won't be surprising that mm-hmm. some of them decide this is not worth it yeah but this goes now that i think of it like it goes beyond an individual this idea of thinking why are we doing what are we doing mm-hmm. it's not just for these healthcare workers or even if we talk about other aspect of it like delivery guys that we seen around here who deliver foods or people who were in the supermarket who who had to work or the bus drivers everyone it goes beyond an individual and their profession i think i would i could like think of it extrapolating it to to an entire company as to they asking themselves that why do we as a company exist in the first place mm-hmm. because if they don't and in this age of options people are going to switch like implicitly stating the question that the company should have asked themselves mm-hmm. so yeah a post pandemic world fundamentally changes certain aspects that we assumed to be normal or for granted in the past we talked about in general that there's a lot of gloomy stuff that is that gets associated with this remote working lifestyle and teleworking as some like to call it but there there should be some advantages as well that we yeah, would have yeah i mean like with anything in life there mm-hmm. are pros and cons right for example people don't have to commute uh, luckily for me it was just 15 20 minutes each way but still uh, that adds up but there were colleagues of mine who were commuting one hour each side every day so mm-hmm. of course people are saving a lot of time uh, then on the then there are less distractions so to speak for some people yeah. uh, i know some people are very happy working from home without chit chat because <laughs> they they just like that but i i still think the cons have been much more major i mean i had like this psychological 
drops at points uh, oh. during this one year where I just realized that I'm not feeling connected to the team, to the people I work with. And uh, it was just weird. I, I mean, I mean I imaginable. Was... Yeah, I can imagine it. I mean, the way I see it is that on, on certain social media, I could see the creativity of people coming out as well because of the time they had. You mean by creativity, more people cooking and posting it on Instagram? <laughs> uh, I wish I was on Instagram to be able to comment on that. But uh, primarily on Twitter, the people I follow, they were able to combine art with the field of study that they are doing. Yeah, sure. Um, and then we had one of our guests, uh, Dr. Saktiwalan, also mentioned that he was able to collaborate with a lot of other researchers mm. and he was able to give time to his family. So these are certain pros, I think, that came in an unprecedented fashion. I mean, and to be honest, yeah, there are other pros as well. Like I, for example, became more regular, for example, with running last year, Mm -hmm. I started dabbling more into interest. I mean, we started a podcast during this time, right? So I don't know if we, I like to think we would have started anyways, Mm -hmm. but, 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 you know, so there have been definitely a lot of creative things. The only thing which not necessarily concerned me, but I, I think has a major con is depending upon where you are in life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can have massive downsides. So people are feeling very lonely. Mm-hmm. People, uh, young people, their dating lives are affected. Their friend circles are getting affected. People like yes. us who live very far from their families, they're not able to visit their their family uh, mm-hmm. just out of sa- uh, safety concerns and things like that. It is a change scenario. So when we talk of a perspective of pros and cons, of course, it's very difficult to put ourselves into the shoes of people who would be in this position to comment that objectively. And we totally understand that. Like to some people, it would be just one side of the coin. Putting that aside for a moment, how do you expect this to change the future of work, so to say, mm-hmm. or what would you want it like turn out to be? I think what I'm seeing uh, more and more in general uh, with physical spaces is that we could look into a future with this sort of hybrid model, uh, meaning where people are working few days from office uh, and few days remotely. So as I said, in some places it was already possible, but now it can be that you might not have a dedicated table at work, for example, right? Mm -hmm. And you just go there when you need to have a meeting or need to do something which is much more creative. You want to go on a whiteboard and uh, with your team and then come up with ideas even though we have a lot of tools, these things are still not possible um, to do remotely that well. And we know that very well when we are doing whiteboarding stuff ourselves for our guest. Um, Having said that, I think I was reading, for example, IBM is about to reduce in coming years about 50% of their offices. So now then what I'm thinking is what's going to happen to those physical spaces. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And lastly, I also think that certain industries, which never ever thought that they can even think about working remotely now have a good enough experience over one year. And I think they realized, oh, actually you don't necessarily need an in-person meeting. You can do it over either email or just over a short video call. Mm, Yeah. Like the, the concept of meeting also has been changed in one way when back in, like if, when we were working in like back in the office, Mm -hmm. A meeting could simply have been me knocking on someone's door or me going to someone's desk and another Mm -hmm. person join. Or even in the case of a formal meeting, five minutes before the meeting, we could chat or we could discuss on an afterthought after the meeting or the hallway chats that were a part and parcel of that life. 
all of these seems to have been eliminated by a simple meeting on Google Calendar or anything that you use and you just see boxes on your screen. So that challenges another aspect of connectivity as you were mentioning earlier as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely, as I said, like we don't have any more coffee talks, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or sitting with your colleagues during lunch. And, and uh, what I am observing, and not just me, a lot of people are observing that those sort of uh, bullshit <laughs> which we were doing with our colleagues or just chit chat uh, has something to add to our actual work mm-hmm. and it's very interesting how humans actually work and I think there are some studies happening which we might see talking more about it uh, in coming months or years to come. Yeah true so in essence like the future in general that I hope to see, or I would want to see, would cover this point that we discussed, right? That there should be some detour or a proxy into understanding or developing a tool that could also assist this sort of system where hallway chats could be, you know, lubricated. Or if not a software solution, maybe some sort of a solution, ensure that there is some sort of flow of ideas that is happening. Working remotely doesn't have to be working from home. Mm-hmm. Some sort of working cafes and all of these things which could work. So I would, I would love to see that. I think I think it also comes down to the work, right? Uh, the, the individual work as well. So for example, if someone is just a writer, uh, they don't necessarily need a dedicated space. They can go to a cafe and then they can type on their laptop. Yeah. And then there can be teams who might work remotely, but they still need sort of these co-working spaces or even an individual, because that's the funny thing. So people, when they think about working from home, in reality, a lot of time, it's actually not working from your real home. Rather, it's actually from a co-working space or it could be a cafe or an actual office which people are renting. The only difference is they don't have to move to a new city, for for instance, yeah, true. to actually go to the physical location of that said company. Oh, wait. I think I would like to see one more thing. It just hit up my mind, which is there's one small thing. And this is a request that goes out to all the laptop developers out there. Please sponsor us. <laughs> now that you know that remote working is, is a real thing, please improve the quality of your cameras and mic in your laptops. Like it shouldn't be that difficult. Learn something from mobile companies. In the case of Apple, just learn something from a mobile department. Easy. I, yeah, I also still don't understand why, like if I'm paying 2000 euros for my MacBook, why don't they still have like a good front camera? I hope this changes instead of having a touch bar, which no one uses, uh, <laughs> they can spend their energy on better cameras. Uh, joking aside, it's a, I, I genuinely think that will change. I think I was reading about it a few months ago that how much sales of physical microphones uh, and uh, external com- uh, external cameras has sort of skyrocketed in last last one year. So it's funny to see that even though certain industries have really suffered, uh, others have really enjoyed this one year. Yeah, fair enough. But hopefully. So with that, I guess we have covered some aspects of this remote work culture that we thought and we have been discussing within ourselves and we shared our thoughts with you guys. I would like to pose a question to you now, which is, What factors do you think would determine whether or not a sector is able to adapt to this new teleworking lifestyle or not? Yeah, and we would love to know your opinion, not just about this topic, but also about the shorter format we are doing. You can, as usual, find us on our social media, Info Under the Radar on Instagram and Info Mm -hmm. Under Radar on Twitter. 
And on YouTube, you could just search Info Under the Radar. And we see you next time with a regular episode next week. Bye.